0: To Pass the Hot Sauce, a Roswell
1: podcast. I'm Lorena Rose. I'm Lisa Abigail.
2: And I'm Elisa Ora.
1: On today's mini-sode, we are going to be continuing our series on UFO religions and we will be talking about realism. Realism is a weird one. Their website banner reads Intelligent Design for Atheists. Hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Similar to other UFO religions, they attempt to reconcile religion with science. But, you know, science in air quotes. And in this case, I would say religion is probably also in air quotes. They, uh, they promote hedonism and materialism. And they say that we should get as much pleasure as we can out of life as long as we don't hurt anyone else or impede scientific progress. Okay. Okay. They are one of the larger UFO religion groups. They have an estimated 60,000 members, and they're particularly big in the USA, Japan, and South Korea. They have an active YouTube channel. It's Raelle TV, if you want to look for it. And that channel has more than 7,000 subscribers. All right. Their most popular video, which was added eight years ago, has almost half a million views. It is called Go Topless! Equal Topless Rights for All. I did not watch it, okay
0: <laughs> i did re I did a little overview. I know Lisa's the big research guru in our group, but I did read a little overview of realism, and that is one of the things I found was that uh in within uh some of their like subgroups and uh belief system, they have uh protested for many different rights for people, including that women should be able to be topless just as men are able to be topless. And you do you. um. But that seems like an interesting thing for a quote-unquote religious organization to be putting their time and energy into. We'll just put it that way. Oh, Lorena, yeah. just
1: you wait. They oh, have know, weirder I'm things sure. to focus on. I'm sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I
2: agree. Like, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, thinking that, you know, women should be able to go topless. Uh, obviously, yeah. like, equal rights for all. But, like, is this really the one that you want to be focusing on.
0: Yeah. Is this yeah. the most important thing you could be putting your time and energy into? If it's important to okay. you, I guess, then the, that answer is yes.
1: I'm going to say if I were a cult and or religion leader, my platform would be topless rights for no one. Everybody yeah. fully closed in public all the time. Yeah, covered that too. from your neck to your knees. Great knees. I would never actually oh, no. impose that on anyone. Whatever. I want my thighs out. It. But personally, yeah, no,
0: I, I'm I'm not down with mm. knees. I do like some
1: shorts in the summer. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, do what makes you happy. So when I see people, I just kind of like cover my top and the bottom of my vision with my fingers. So I'm just. It's not for me. (laughs) Anyway, I think human bodies are disgusting. It's fine. That's fine. That's normal. Don't worry about it. How do you feel about
2: alien bodies, Lisa?
1: I don't think I have a large enough sample size to form that opinion. But okay. I, if Fair they enough. all look like the stupidly good looking white teenagers on Roswell, then it makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway. Moving on. So, the Raelian values, according to a website that I will tell you about later, it's very exciting, are an awareness of the consequences of our actions, mm-hmm. absolute respect for life, mm-hmm. self respect, love for oneself, yeah. respect for others, okay. nonviolence world peace, and sharing and sensuality. So, like... Those are all pretty good things. Right! Yeah, These sound very benign. Keep these in mind as we move through and talk about what they actually do. (laughs) Yeah. Because those things
0: sound pretty nice.
1: Yeah. And these values were, of course, uh, communicated to the Raelians by aliens! Of course! Who else? Yeah. So... Claude Vaurian, who's a French race car enthusiast and journalist, was out taking a stroll one day in December 1973 in France when he encountered an alien being who let him in on the secrets of human existence. It turns out that we were genetically engineered by a race of aliens called the Elohim. And so, Mm Aliza, we briefly talked about this in our UFO Overview, our UFO Religion Overview minisode. Um, Elohim is a Hebrew word used in the Bible to refer to God, Mm -hmm. and Royan said it has been mistranslated. Its actual meaning is those who come from the sky. So I looked this up. Mm -hmm. That's not the literal translation of the word. (laughs) Um, The general consensus amongst the scholars of Jewish religion that I found seems to be that it's uh, a what's called a plural of honor Mm -hmm. so it's essentially saying like god of gods or king of kings
2: yeah Mm. and that's
1: why it's plural it's like you are like e pluribus unum out of many one yeah in the small
0: amount of reading i did um it was saying that we were purposely given the wrong translation when we were created by the Mm -hmm. aliens We were purposely Ah. given the wrong translation, and it was only in 1973 when that Claude dude met the 25,000-year-old alien that we were given the correct translation of Elohim.
2: Sure. Yeah. The thing is, Elohim is a Hebrew word. (laughs) You know, and people who speak Hebrew can translate it
0: well, they were when it when they were created by the aliens, they were given the wrong translation oh, okay
2: sorry in <laughs> in my world so my the way that I've used Elohim in my religion that dates back thousands of years um is l <laughs> further
0: back than nineteen seventy three
2: a little bit yeah um so l whether it's at the beginning, middle, end of the word, L means God. So mm-hmm. at the beginning of the word it's a prefix that means God. Um, and em, any word in Hebrew that ends with em or oat, em is the male plural. So an oat is the female plural. So like Gal Gadot, whoever thinks it's Gal Gadot is actually Gal Gadot. Doach, and her right? last name, yeah. it's okay. Gadot. She's Israeli, Peter not French. People don't have
1: silent consonants at the end no. of words. It, well, people, I mean,
2: people see OT and they kind of right. assume no, it's I, French. Yeah. Um right. but it seems yeah. French, yeah. So it's Elohim is a plural word. It does make sense that they thought like those who come down from heaven or whatever, but um, they're missing the important part of L, which is God.
1: But also it was 1973, so he couldn't Google it, but he could have like opened an encyclopedia and found this out. This knowledge was not inaccessible to him.
2: Yeah, a (laughs) Hebrew-English dictionary would also do the trick.
1: Okay, so Elisa, if you think that's absurd, just you wait. I do. Oh no. (laughs) In keeping with the biblical theme, uh, the name of the alien who came down to chat with Florian had a name that is one of the possible pronunciations of the Tetragrammatron, which is the holy name of God that Jews do not write or speak. Mm -hmm. so it was written out in all the things that I found where they're treating this like it's just a guy's name and not like a very sacred Mm -hmm. word to a lot of people which no one actually knows the correct pronunciation for Um, so Ashley, our producer, made the very brilliant suggestion which I really like that um, we're going to refer to this alien as Tetragrammatron but Tetra for short
2: Tetra works Sweet. better for me.
1: I like Which it. I think is adorable. So thanks, Ashley. Tetra renames Voyant Royale. There is a little mm-hmm. diuresis over the E. It's not an umlaut, but it's an umlaut. Um, an umlaut is apparently a type of diuresis, so if you're going to picture it, it's R-A-E with an umlaut L. So I don't know if that changes the way you pronounce the E, but what I researched was that it just makes it like two separate syllables. So I think it's Ra-L. I could be wrong. Honestly, oh, I could have watched his okay. YouTube videos because he's still alive, but I watched one of them that I'll tell you about later, and I hate this guy. So, you know. <laughs> so anyway... Tetra told Rael that the Elohim had created all life on Earth. They started with unicellular organisms and they worked their way up, but they created each of these organisms separately. So evolution is not real. What happened was essentially scientific creationism. So that's why Hmm. it's intelligent design for atheists, because they think we were designed, but it wasn't by a god. It was by an alien or a group of aliens.
2: That sounds like an oxymoron, because creationism and science don't go together.
1: Well, they do if your creators were just, like, essentially different people who, by the way, the Elohim created us, they were in turn created by an intelligent species who were in turn created by, intelligent species, in turn created by intelligent species who were in turn created by an intelligent species ad infinitum. So there's no god, but, like, as far as you can go for infinity, there are, intelli- there are species more intelligent who have created, okay, like, an infinite number of species. It makes perfect sense, uh, huh. I assume, if you're incredibly high all the time. I don't know. <laughs>
2: I have a few friends I could ask, so
1: <laughs> I'll okay, let you know. Great. Well, okay, so we now as humans have reached a point where we're capable of creating our own form of that's life. That's exciting. And so that's why the Raelians have this offshoot organization called Clonade. And guys, Clonade has successfully cloned human beings. Yeah. How oh, exciting wow. for us.
0: In, like, 2002, right? Isn't that when they claim yes, to have the first Eve, their first yeah, clone?
1: That was their first clone, but how dare you ask them for any proof of this? <laughs> that would violate the child's privacy, and yeah. I can't even believe that you're asking this question! She's 18 now, she's a legal adult. Oh, 2002, That's She's right. 18, it's 2020. Um, you should probably still respect her privacy and don't ask her anything. Don't talk to her, don't look at her, don't think about her, it's just... Just know that she's real, but never seek out any proof. Mm. Got it. That's how science works, right? Yes. Yeah? Yeah? Okay. You just accept things at face value and never interrogate your assumptions?
2: And you don't have to publish any studies or show any data or anything. As long as you really um, promise people that you did it, it's good enough.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So, wait, it gets weirder. Cloning isn't just a way to make more humans. It's a way to make Immortal humans. Yes. Kind of, maybe. I don't understand any of their philosophy. So somehow, hand waving is, uh, I assume, involved heavily. They're going to create these like biological robot clones that will mature quickly, and then I don't know if they live forever or if you just make different incarnations to go on forever, but the robot clone doohickeys will be implanted with the memories and the dna of everyone who's died so Mm -hmm. that they can have eternal life
0: okay so like the way i see this is like i'm getting old we're gonna make a clone of me with my dna we're gonna then like speed up its aging process until it's like 20 you know so it's like a nice uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: nubile but intelligent adult and then we're going to like take all of my 70 year old memories and implant them in this 20 year old version of me and then like when that version of me gets old then we'll do the same thing, same thing so I done. just live forever Maybe, with yeah, infinitely I don't know. gaining knowledge as yeah as right. my consciousness continues to expand as it goes through many more generations of me That was kind of the way I imagined that happening.
1: I downloaded their book that explains all of this, and then I didn't read it because I hate them so much. (laughs) And hey, if all of you who who know me and probably listeners know that if I have a copy of a book and I actively choose not to read it, there's a very good reason for that.
2: (laughs) I didn't even know you could do that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but can i say this really reminds me of battlestar galactica Ooh! because the cylons who are like the bad guys the robots they basically do that so anytime that they are killed their consciousness is already like the second they're killed their consciousness is uploaded to a new body Mm -hmm. of the same model
0: Ooh! so they pretty much don't
2: ever really die so Hmm. um,
0: perhaps the people who wrote battlestar galactica have some knowledge of realism
2: yeah perhaps they do
1: So all of you listening out there, if you haven't regularly been uploading yourself to the cloud, don't worry. The Elohim are doing that for everyone. They have a computer that contains the genetic information and the memories of everyone who's died in the past 10 centuries. I assume at some point while we're sleeping, they like swab our cheeks for DNA. I don't know.
2: Wow, incredible. But when
1: they arrive on this planet, the Elohim are going to clone or resurrect or whatever you want to call it. All the Good people? It wasn't really clear. They have some criteria. Don't know what they are.
0: They also have some interesting criteria for, like, who should be allowed to be in government and vote.
1: Yeah, we're gonna get to that.
0: (laughs) Good. (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay, so as in other UFO religions that we've talked about, prophets mentioned in the texts of mainstream religions, so it's like Moses, Elijah, the Buddha, Jesus, Muhammad, they were actually messengers from the aliens, and in realism, they're all currently living in their resurrected clone forms on the Elohim's home planet. Uh, Vorion knows this for a fact because he had dinner with them when he went on a little space trip with his buddy Etc. Cool. But don't worry, cloning isn't just for the good guys. Rael says, wouldn't it be fun if we used the resurrecting technology to bring back like Hitler and the terrorists who perpetrated 9/11, so that we can torture them for all eternity? Mm. Mm. Which. I'd rather they just stay yeah, dead. Yeah, I'm fine with them just staying dead. Yeah. Right, but it also, like, seems slightly incongruous for the guy whose main philosophy in life is everyone should be able to look at boobies all the time.
0: Oh, yeah. And
1: who supposedly part of their philosophy is peace
0: on Earth and don't do harm to other people. Yeah. And yeah,
1: unless you, like, really don't like them. Yeah, then it's okay. Which, I mean, to be fair, no one's going to argue that, like, Hitler and terrorists don't deserve oh, torture. Of course they do. But, like... But- It's a slippery slope. What does it do to you if you decide to be the one to do that to another person? I don't think they're grappling with any moral questions. Also, like, it's a slippery slope.
2: You can't just start using your own discretion to decide who is bad enough to be tortured, Mm -hmm. right? Because Hitler obviously is, but, like, who's next?
1: Right. Fortunately, I don't think we're going to have to test this theory.
2: Yeah.
1: But, okay, so I mentioned their philosophy is, like, very hedonistic, and the uh, values that they listed I actually took off of a site called Rael's Girls, which is one of their offshoot organizations, and it is dedicated to supporting those who participate in the sex industry, either as providers or as customers. According to their website, quote, our desire is for people to see that you don't need to feel guilty for what lives you choose to lead. No God, no guilt. Okay, I mean, I can stand by that. Sure, yeah, fine. Yeah. People should
2: be able to live the lives they want to lead and, uh, and be safe doing that and protected.
0: Yeah, and I don't have a problem with sex workers who genuinely choose that right. line of work and find enjoyment and fulfillment in it, but the fact is our sex trade has a lot of people who didn't choose to be in that life right. as well.
1: Yes. And I don't know that they yeah. are subtle enough or nuanced enough to draw those distinctions. Right. Yes.
2: Big distinction. Huge distinction.
1: Yes. So the Rayalians are also big proponents of free love amongst their followers. I will say that their website is very vocal about the importance of consent. So at their gatherings, people wear differently colored feathers or wristbands to indicate the kind of partner the gender or type of partner or partners that they're looking for cool there is an option you can wear i believe it's a white feather if you wish to remain abstinent although the assumption there is that you are saving yourself to have relations only with our creators the elohim when they land on earth got it okay Mm -hmm. so i mean again like fine because you're not going to actually test that theory but like You should just be able to be abstinent regardless. Why would you have to have sex with anyone, human or not? Yep. Are you sure you're not going to have to
0: test that theory and put your white wristband to use, Lisa? Are you really sure?
1: (laughs) I think I will live long enough to see the date when they believe the Elohim will land, which I'll tell you about later. My goodness. All
2: right. Can't wait. It's kind of messianic.
1: Oh, Oh, Aliza. Oh, I'm so glad you used that word. We're not there quite yet in okay. my outline, but we'll get there. Okay,
2: all right. I can wait. <laughs> and I'll
1: see if you are as furious as I am at this freaking guy. Some
2: anyway. tells me I will be, but continue.
1: Yeah. Okay, so finishing up the sex thing, uh, they have also felt the need to repeatedly and loudly declare that they are anti-pedophilia, which, I mean... Good, but seems like something you shouldn't have to say. Cool. I think it yeah, stems we from all... their insistence that all children as young as five years old should be taught about sexual pleasure and encouraged to touch themselves pleasurably. So they're like big on little on everyone masturbating, but like particularly little kids. Which, like, Hmm. honestly, I think it's a good idea to teach little kids about their bodies and teach them it's fine. Like, they're going to touch themselves to explore things, and that's fine. Totally. But, like, there's definitely a line where, like, you don't want to be encouraging anything sexual in children.
2: Five-year-olds. And
1: and I don't think that they've done a good job of clarifying, like, because the way I was raised was, like, we knew all about our bodies and what all the different parts were called and that it's totally fine Mm -hmm. for you to touch yourself however you want, but, like, it wasn't yeah. encouraged or discouraged. And I do think, like, talking to your kids about this stuff makes it easier to then say, like, and so you know, no one should ever touch you without your permission. No one, no adult should ever touch you, yeah. period, in, you know, your private mm-hmm. places. And if they do, it is your right to loudly tell them no and run away and ask for help, and you don't ever need to feel ashamed of it, and you didn't do anything around. Like, all those things, I think. Yeah. Right. Good conversation the, to have. Yeah, the safety but, stuff. But, like, they have a YouTube video, and it's just, like, a Bunny a cartoon bunny rabbit telling little kids to touch their genitals. And it makes me real uncomfortable. Mm. Yeah. All right.
2: I really don't like that.
1: So okay, they do say Mm -hmm. that at their gatherings minors are required to wear a wristband or feather denoting that they're underage and therefore off limits for sexual activity with adults. Okay. Not sure how they enforce that, but okay. Anyway. So I want to go back to talking about the people who are saving themselves for the Elohim um, to only have sex with them. Good news, they're coming in 2035, Mm -hmm. so we should be around. That's so soon! Okay, but they're only coming if we can get our act together.
0: Got it. So we're probably safe because this world
1: is a shit show.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna. I was just thinking that, like, who the hell is gonna get their act together? Yeah. By so then? based
1: on what I've told you about them, you probably already assumed that Elohim are like so nice and polite and respectful of boundaries, and so they like mm-hmm. don't want to impose anything on us. So they will only come if we build them a really giant, fancy, expensive embassy to let them know that we're into <laughs> them.
0: Mhm.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah. That we're ready it's just showing respect um and you know? and it yeah. would be like really great if this embassy were in israel uh jerusalem specifically which is like you know it might be kind of a problem for a lot of reasons not the least of which is that the raelian symbol is a star of david with a swastika inside of it <gasps> And their website says, the Star of David represents infinity in space, whereas the swastika represents infinity in time, i.e. there being no beginning, no end in time, and everything being cyclical. Oh my god. Which, yes, that is what swastikas originally meant, Um, but... Not anymore. Then Nazis happened, and you can't go putting swastikas in Israel, and I would like to remind you that Raelians first met the alien Rael first met the aliens in 1973... Which, if you're a student of history, you might recognize, is after World War II. Yep. Yeah. hmm So yep. there's... I'm going to say no one in Europe or the U.S. or most parts yeah. of the world who would not automatically associate the swastika with genocidal fascism. So yeah, good luck. hmm
0: And it's not even the backwards swastika, the one that runs at least the other direction, which yeah. still... You still have a hard time separating your brain from the negative connotation of a swastika in general, but at least you're like, oh, that is a different shape. It's going a different direction, which is like how they denote temples um, on a map in Japan and probably some other Asian countries.
2: Like a backwards Um, one, if outside of like the Western world, wouldn't, you know, wouldn't alarm mm -hmm. me. But in, in the Western world, really, like we don't we don't have that in our culture and it doesn't
1: belong
0: yeah we just don't use it at all here
1: (laughs) yeah so the Raelians were like oh okay what if we just make the swastika into this like swirly thing and then the Israeli government was like oh my gosh that's so much better here take some land in Jerusalem would you like one of our existing holy sites we have this western wall that's just standing here doing nothing do you want to just use that just take it (laughs) it's not even used in a building anymore it's just a wall Okay, just kidding. Obviously, that that didn't happen. The Israelis were like, "Yeah, no." Um, I think no, obviously no.
2: Jerusalem is like already being fought over. Like land in Jerusalem is already very precious and valuable. So,
1: I mean, I what's so. more valuable than having a place for our creators to come and talk to us? I'm sure is a great right. argument to make for a country devoted to a monotheistic religion. Yes. But the God people want to come here now. So, okay. Um, Ra'el has grown a little agitated over all of these totally ridiculous refusals. He's talked about building the embassy elsewhere, but he thinks it's, like, really supposed to be in Israel because the Jewish people are descended from the Nephilim, who came into existence from sexual relationships in ancient times between Elohim and humans. I'm assuming, Elisa, you can let me know if this sounds accurate, that he's referring to Nephilim who are the, like, maybe giants uh, created by a union of the sons of God and the daughters of men, and they are mentioned in the Bible. So Rael was just like, here's a Bible story. I'm going to do whatever I want with it. I'm going to mess up this Hebrew word and just whatevs.
2: I don't know much about that, but I'm definitely going to ask my mom later.
1: Oh, the, yeah, the Nephilim are really interesting. We don't need to get more into um, Jewish stuff, but uh, we learned about them in Hebrew school, and they are fascinating. Anyway, so Ra'el has not given up on Israel completely yet. On the Ra'el TV YouTube page, this is the video I watched. It's called Message to the People of Israel. And in it, Ra'el says, quote, I am on this planet to save Israel and to save the Jewish people. To which I say, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, we didn't ask for that. And by by Ra'el... Let me just clarify. Claude Vorion, the French guy. Yes, his name is now Rael, because the aliens told him so. Rael, yeah. So, yes, thanks for that clarification. So he refers to the embassy as the Third Temple, and he tells Jews that if they don't build it, they'll lose the protection of the Elohim, and everything will be destroyed. And to quote him again, the very reason why the Israeli state does exist is because millions of Jewish people want to welcome Elohim. If you refuse it, the embassy, Israel has no reason to exist.
0: Great, 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 great. Huh.
1: Perfect. Excellent. I can think of a few. Yep. Okay. And then Eliza, and then the real gem of this video, Rayel says directly to the Jewish people, the Messiah long awaited is here. It's me. <laughs> yeah. Great. Great. That is too good. <laughs> um, unfortunately, comments for this video have been turned off, so I couldn't leave a response on behalf of the Jewish people, why. which I think I am exactly as qualified for as he is to talk to anyone about anything at any time ever. So yeah, I want to know where like uh-huh. my world peace is, because that's what I was told the Messiah would bring us. Not like kooky alien uh-huh. ideas. Yep. I think he's doing it wrong. He is messiahing wrong. <laughs> yeah. So this is the point where I was like, well, I'm not reading this dickhead's book. Right.
2: No way. I am <laughs> yeah. the Messiah.
1: Neat. Wow. He also refers to himself as the Maitreya. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's a spiritual entity that theosophy borrowed or adapted or appropriated wholesale from Buddhism. Um, And in Theosophy, the Maitreya is the world teacher who brings the truth to humankind. And in this case, the truth is that the Elohim's arrival will usher in a new era on Earth with a new religion, which people will be able to to choose to follow or not follow. Uh, There'll be a new life philosophy in which pleasure will be encouraged and everything will be permitted as long as it doesn't harm anyone or get in the way of scientific advances. And, excitingly, oh, there will be no mm-hmm. crime, because criminals will just be forcibly genetically modified to get rid of their socially deviant genes. All right. Oh, that
2: sounds terrifying. Which
1: is what-caused crime, as we've all learned in all of our sociology. Yeah. Class. Yeah. Okay. So. Sounds great. Moralians wow. have refused to engage on issues of morality around genetic engineering and cloning. And they also haven't addressed, like, is a clone with... Your DNA and your memory is really you. This is not something that they're interested in grappling with.
0: We've talked about so many things since <laughs> clones. I forgot that clones was also a part of this religion.
1: I know, right? Uh, they have a lot of morally questionable things. I mentioned they have all these offshoot organizations. There's the topless rights one. There's the sex work one. There's one dedicated to swastika rehabilitation. That's their phrase. <gasps> what, like trying to clear the name of the swastika? Yep. It's really a good thing. Don't worry if someone graffitis it on your garage door, Jews. I mean, like, come on. Wait, I don't know what world this guy lives in. But anyway. Um, I have, uh, I have found a couple swastikas in my oh, life,
2: yeah. like, graffitied on places. I, like, reported them to yes, the appropriate entities.
1: It is a hate crime. You should absolutely report it. That's what I have done as well. And yes. I would wager that any Jew in America and probably Europe has seen their fair number of swastikas aimed at them or others in the community. Like, yeah,
2: it makes me feel very unsafe. Yes,
1: it is very threatening. So they have a group on opposing pedophilia in the Catholic clergy, which okay. mm, um, there are at least half a dozen others. The one that caught my eye is called clitoride. I saw that one, too. So clitoride is is clitoris aid, in case that, like, went over anyone's head. So it was founded to help survivors of female genital mutilation, or FGM, which is, like, a horrific and, yeah, like, horrible. shockingly widespread practice. Um, it happens in the United States all the time. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. very upsetting. The World Health Organization estimates that more than 200 million women worldwide have been subjected to FGM. I'm not going to get into describing it, but it involves it's at horrifying. minimum the removal of the clitoris and sometimes like much more extensive mutilation of the vulva mm-hmm. and the vaginal opening. So what happened is Rael, Claude Vorian, visited Burkina Faso, found out about FGM and thought, I'm a white man from Europe, I will fix this. I actually think he had good intentions on this to, like, support survivors of FGM, but the execution of this program has been terrible.
0: Like everything else about this religion.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they've drawn backlash for their complete lack of cultural knowledge, awareness, or sensitivity. Oh, goodness. Okay. The communications director for Clitorade has said, everything we do as humans is about pleasure. And she said, Clitorate support helps women recover their sexuality and, therefore, their personality... Oh, Oh, which, uh, no. same thing, right?
0: I'm so glad my personality is defined by my sexuality and my ability or desire to experience sexual pleasure. I'm so glad that's what my personality is based on.
1: And your sexuality is defined by which physical parts you have.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So, okay, there are all these issues to be addressed, and the Raelians don't seem to have the expertise or the inclination to even, like, consider any of them. So it seems to me like instead they're just, like, tramping all over the world, assuming that people are as sex-driven as they are, which is not how most of the world works. Uh, and, like, it's, I don't think it's really in keeping with the whole idea of, like, these aliens, the Elohim, will only come to Earth if we want them. And yet they're trying to impose their way of thinking on other people. Like, people who have been through something really traumatic who genuinely need proper modes of support. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. So, I think Rael should just, like, wait for the people of Burkina Faso to build him a multi-million dollar embassy before he goes back there and tries to tell them how to live their lives. That's my suggestion. Yeah. Because
0: then he'll just not tell them how to live their lives ever.
1: Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah. I, I don't like this guy. Um... So let's let's finish up by going back to talking about the Elohim and the new system that they'll bring to us. Um, so they'll be the economic system will be just like no money. Everyone do whatever you want with your free time. All of the work is going to be done by robots. So chill out. Sweet. They haven't really explained how goods and services would be provided or exchanged. But like I'm sure it'll work itself out. That's never gone poorly before. So no worries there. Yeah. And Lorena mentioned this a little bit earlier, the new political system. Yeah. Um, only those who are 50%, percent five zero percent more intelligent than the average will be allowed to be in positions of power. And only those who are 10% more intelligent than average will be allowed to vote. Mm-hmm. No idea how they're going to measure and or enforce this. The aliens will tell us, I assume. Yeah. Yeah
0: yeah they'll tell us what what how smart you have to be to be in office or how smart you have to be to
1: be allowed to vote. I think what works out well is when you have like a really small group of people who are certain that they are right and you just let them decide who can participate in the system and who can't right that's That's always worked yeah. out all right so anyway, the Elohim yeah. will arrive like I said in fifteen <laughs> years but they've been visiting us for a long time to check up on their creations. And so, realism says, you're probably asking why they don't show themselves or like conduct miracles to prove their existence. That could get us an embassy built really quickly, right? Well, they did that. He was called Jesus Christ and y'all crucified him. (laughs) So, look how well that worked out, I think, is their argument. Which, honestly, I'm like, Oops. you know what? If you're going to try to to promote your whole ridiculous narrative... It's a good argument. Fair point. If you want to learn more or get involved with these freaking weirdos, which I strongly do not recommend, you can check out their YouTube channel, RayLTV, TV. You can sign up for their newsletter. Or on their website, you can download a number of eBooks. They include... Yes to human cloning. Geneocracy. Government of the people, for the people, by the geniuses. Sensual meditation. The instruction manual given to us by our creators to teach us how to master the harmonizing possibilities within ourselves in order to achieve cosmic orgasm. Hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. There's intelligent design. Message from the designers. Uh, This is the very long book that I downloaded and then decided not to read, but I did look through the table of contents and sections of this book include Transmission of the Cellular Plan and The Forehead Bone. Okay. (laughs) The Forehead Bone. Is the Earth an Atom on the Finger of God? Sexual Freedom and No Obligation. To Become Active so as not to become radioactive. And my personal favorite... The devil does not exist, comma, I met him. But, (laughs) but. That's,
0: um, that doesn't make, that doesn't compute. It It does not make make sense.
1: They're ridiculous people. Ugh. Yeah. So they also have other things. They've got these, like, online meditations you can do, and they have this happiness academy that you can go to. But, like, these people suck. Just leave them alone. Yeah. Ugh. That's my advice. Also, what I understand about the Happiness Academy is that they're, like, just orgies. Which the rallyons are, like, they're definitely not orgies. They're just places where people get together and have sex all the time. Oh, wait.
2: <laughs> people get together and enjoy sexual pleasure and pleasure themselves and other people.
1: That's not, it's not an orgy. Yeah, that's 100% what they do. <laughs> like, that's straight from the website. They have masturbation classes where they teach you how to do it better. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess they don't have the internet. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. these people are by far my least favorite of the UFO religions that I've looked into. They just, like, have some ideas that are nice, and then they ruin them all by being turds. <sighs>
0: Why, why did you choose to dive into them deeper? Because of the cloning?
1: Yeah, because, like, okay, how fascinating is it that they're like, we cloned humans, don't ask us any questions about it? Like, come on, what's with these people? They think we're all going to be cloned and live forever? <laughs> there are st- the stories you can read where Vorian talks about, like, his first experience on the spaceship with his buddy Tetra, and they, like, flew to this planet, and they had this big party with pretty robot ladies, and Vorian's robot mom and, like, he had this great orgasm. It's freaking weird. Like, it's just so weird that I was like, I need to look more into this. <laughs> and so then what I did, though, but that's when I found out that he's like, shut up, Jews, I'm the Messiah. And I was like, "Ah, oh, for Christ. Mm, all
2: right. I do feel <sighs> like at the beginning, you know, you read us, uh, like, their tenets or, like, what their, you know, the things that their religion was founded on. And a lot of them were really great things. But I feel like the, you know, and the last one was like about pleasure and whatever. I feel like that's the only one that they focus on.
1: (laughs) That is, it totally (laughs) is. The only
2: one they follow. They're like, they kind of missed the point. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Be a good person, whatever. But orgasms, you should have them all the time, which is a fine idea, but... You have to have more to it than that, or else that's not a religion. That's just, like, a seventh grader's fantasies. Yeah. (laughs) I don't like them. I'm going on record. If Claude Vaurian wants to come get me, he can. He's still alive. Yep.
0: Thanks for joining us for this discussion of realism and human clones. But don't ask them about it. Don't ask them about it. You can't see their human clones. (laughs)
2: In our next mini-sode, we'll be continuing our series of discussions on UFO religions. We'll be talking about Ashtar Command, and you'll learn about a potential German spy who lived under a giant rock in the California desert.
1: Next Tuesday, join us for our discussion of Roswell Season 1, Episode 21, The White Room. In the meantime, subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts and please do leave us a rating and review to make it easier for other folks to find us and to boost our egos.
2: As always, you can send us comments, questions, love letters at (laughs) roswellhotsauce at gmail.com. Our Twitter and Instagram is at roswellhotsauce.
0: You can find our website at www.roswellhotsauce.com, where you'll find show notes about realism and all of these other great fun topics, as well as bios about your lovely hosts.
1: Until next time, maybe stay away from sex-crazed old men who think they're the messiah.